Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome to the Pickup WNBA podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Niker. And I am your other host, Freddie Rivas. Hello. And this is our third episode. Uh, so excited. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Um, yeah, I feel like extra profesh. We've made it to our third episode. We're yeah. still learning, obviously. it's. Uh, I feel like the learning curve is uh, still at that point where it's uh not too steep yet like it's not too hard like i'm just learning a ton every week and i feel like retaining 60 percent of it that's pretty good that's yeah pretty good. I, and, was, I mean and our listeners are you know a lot are learning with us mm -hmm. you know we haven't had any expert WNBA fans write to us and be like you have it all wrong but we've thought of something Actually, it, it's not us. It's Freddie's wife, Caitlin, shout out, thought of a great new segment idea that we're going to start each episode with, I think at least for a while, maybe not forever, but for a little while called The Drop. And what The Drop is are things that we learned from the last episode or from the previous episode that we got wrong. So anything that we said or any mispronunciations of names or anything like that, that we wanted to uh, address the following week, we have a segment for that and it's called The Drop. The Drop. Uh, I, I've got a big one, actually. I, I dropped Ooh. a major, I don't, not a bomb because it wasn't like big news. Yeah. Really more of a wet fart, if anything. Fair. Sometimes... <laughs> You know, you drop a wet fart as opposed to release it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And people are like, whoa, could you have been oh. a bit wider with that? <laughs> yeah, it's a real doozy <laughs> uh, last week. <laughs> wow. Well, coming in strong here. Um, I don't have to go first. I don't know if you wanted to go first. No, you, you've already set up this, yours. I need to get this off my chest. I was referring to Brianna Stewart from the Seattle Storm, Stewie, and great nickname, by the way. Yeah, Stewie is great. Accidentally said Brittany. Mm. Why? I don't know. This isn't even a mispronunciation. This why? is full on. I'll tell you why. A completely wrong name. What? Why? Why did I say Brittany? Because Brittany 
finally got out from under her yes. father's conservat conservatorship. Well, not she's so not had, fully out of the weeds yet, fair but enough. she's able to hire her own counsel for the first time in uh, 13 years. My you God. had you had crisscrossing names in your head as well. Yeah, I'm I had free Br Britney on the brain for sure. Yeah, as we all do. And <laughs> couldn't believe I got that wrong. I was just like kicking myself. I was like, why would I call her Britney? Anyway, that was that's my big uh, drop this week. That is uh, must be acknowledged. Hey, you got to acknowledge it. Uh, I don't feel like it's it's too bad of a drop. And honestly, we're learning. So let's just let's stay patient <laughs> it's with a each very other. supportive safe space. Here. Hey, it's got to be right. And if you're <laughs> listening, you're also learning. That's fine. If you're listening and you know more than us, honestly, cheers. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like, that's cool. Uh, thanks for being a big WNBA fan. It's a great league. Yeah. My learning uh, or my drop, uh, rather, uh, I, I was trying to talk about, I actually realized, uh, and this is why it's good to do a bit of research when you're unsure, uh, that it was kind of like a, a double drop, like a, perhaps a double dribble, let me say. I was trying Oh, I like that we're nicknaming the level of drops that we right? had. Yeah, I'll be a little less dramatic next time. I'll try to think of a more basketball reference, like a real double dribble and not a wet fart. But yeah, anyway. you know what? Let's <laughs> let's take the bathroom humor out of the pod and you know, use some basketball analogies. But I'm not uh, even a huge bathroom humor person, but it just happened, you know. Sometimes listen, it just happened. Safe space for a wet fart. We're good. <laughs> uh, my drop or double dribble. Yes. Uh, I was trying to describe the coach for the um, for Team Australia, uh, the, the women's head coach. And not only I, I realized was I describing the wrong person and I couldn't find their name in my head. I was confusing two different coaches. So I thought this would be, you know, just a kind of fun time to quickly run down all of the 12 head coaches of the WNBA. I'm not going to elaborate on them. I'm just going to list them if you're curious about their names, but I'll start with uh, the names that I messed up. Uh, the, the person I was thinking of that is coaching team Australia is a uh, head coach of the Phoenix Mercury. It's Sandy Brondello. And the coach that I, I, I was searching for the name for is actually Cheryl Reeve, who's the head coach of the Minnesota Lynx. So uh, I was confusing both of those uh, coaches. Cheryl Reeve is an assistant coach on uh, Team USA. But uh, for, yeah, for anyone curious, uh, let me just list through these. Um, we got uh, Nikki Collin, Atlanta Dream, James Wade, Chicago Sky, Kurt Miller, Connecticut Sun, Marianne Stanley, Indiana Fever, Walt Hopkins, New York Liberty, Mike Thibault, Washington Mystics, Vicki Johnson, Dallas Wings, Bill Lambeer, Las Vegas, Derek Fisher, Los Angeles Sparks, and the only one I hadn't named yet so far is Noel Quinn of the Seattle Storm. So I well, hope I didn't very bore nice. everyone to death. But I uh, know that was very sweet, and I like that you thought, okay, I mix these two people up. I'm gonna call this a double dribble. That was nice. That was a nice touch. Thank you. Uh, you know, yeah, hey, and and let me say one more time, wet fart was a nice touch. <laughs> Ha, <laughs> ha,
<laughs> well, that's our segment called The Drop. And, you know, we might, hey, we might not need to do this segment every episode. We might get an episode fully right one day. One can hope. We one might. One can hope. One can dream. Uh, I don't foresee it just yet, but you never know. Me either. I feel like next episode I'm going to be getting posterized. <laughs> um, that would be... I make a lot of mistakes. <laughs> Except, you know what? Sometimes you got to just go for the block. Sometimes you just got to go for yes. it and a poster happens. Yes. But they're not all mistakes. I love it. They are valiant efforts. Next possession podcasting. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Let's recap the All-Star game. Uh, The All-Star game happened this week. I personally thought it was so much fun, super competitive. It was awesome. It was like so refreshing to see a competitive all-star game. It was really competitive. I felt like the personalities were were fully on display. I thought it was so cool to have the three-point competition at halftime. Mm-hmm. You could tell that even though it was divided into Team USA versus Team WNBA, both sides really cared. Like there's quite a bit of pride mm-hmm. uh, going on and um, yeah, like some highlight plays, but I mean, I saw defense the whole game for the most oh, part, for sure. which I, yeah. yeah, is something I'm not super familiar with when, you know, watching other all-star games from other leagues. You know, we talked last episode a bit about the format. I, there was another layer to this format. That's really intriguing that I didn't think of. And that's Team USA actually trying to build some chemistry and really using that game and needing that game kind of on a strategic level, which mm-hmm. isn't something I had thought of. And I thought that was a really interesting dynamic because I feel like um, it helped raise the stakes. Does oh, that totally. make sense? Like having it this way, but then also on the team WNBA side, there's American players that are the best American players who didn't make that team. So then there's a bit of like a revenge factor mm-hmm. in a way too. And and then it's also like, you know, the world versus USA. So I thought the format really added to the stakes of the game in a really fun way. Yeah, I thought so too. And I, and also you know, even just seeing, you know, players like uh, Liz Campage, who, who wasn't playing and, you know, Lisa Leslie coaching, everything surrounding it seemed like the vibes were just so fun. And yeah, I was watching with Caitlin and I, I kind of said out loud, I'm just so happy that they they get to have this with fans. Mm-hmm. And, and th- that's what I was feeling. I was like, I'm so they're just. Everyone's laughing and having a good time. And the basketball is like really, really high quality. I I thought it was like a 10 out of 10 all-star game. Like, you know, again, I don't have a bunch of previous WNBA all-star games to compare it to. Yeah, I thought it was incredible. And, you know, we haven't even gone into some of the details yet. So let me just throw out some of the players and some of the stuff I loved. Uh, John Quill Jones. Oh, yeah. Was a major standout to me. You know, uh, I think I'm... 
I'm leaving the MVP for, uh, well, well, I'm sure we'll talk about, but John Quill Jones being in the three-point contest, being 6-6, having an incredible game, and then also being in the three-point contest was so awesome. And, and like, even just watching the different, from from the four three-point shooters, watching the different kind of shooting techniques, uh, you know, between Jewel Lloyd, uh, Ali Quigley, Jonquil Jones. The flow of it was awesome. Jonquil Jones really, really impressed me. Jonquil Jones was a huge standout. And I think it was so interesting to have the three-point contest at halftime. Really loved that, but also really added this layer of like, okay, you're playing in the game. You're also doing this. You know, is the energy going to be there? Also, in a weird way, kind of adds to the stakes of the game. I don't know, did Allie, Allie Quigley, did she play in the game or did she have a lot of minutes in the game? Uh, I don't think she played in the game. Um, yeah, I don't think she did either. I, so I she was check, just there right. for the contest. Yeah. But now she, but she was a, a three-time champ, retired on the spot. I know that was so, okay. Okay, <laughs> to here's fan my booze. <laughs> here's my only critique of the whole All Star event. There was some miking issues. Okay, a couple yeah, times there were they, some miking issues. They tried to cut to the players, and they weren't miked properly. And then in that situation, they set up Allie Quigley, and she doesn't stand close enough to the microphone. It's like, can we get a headset on her, please? And then you know when Arike Agumawale at the end, you know, she, she legitimately was like, all right, I need to stand near the microphone. I'm not going to mess up like Quigley did. (laughs) Quigley's clearly like a shy person. You know what I mean? You gotta listen, athletes are unpredictable and weird. You got to strap a headset on them. Okay. (laughs) That's my only critique. Yeah. I mean, also too, like with, with Allie, the way, and I'm sure this was not her intention at all, but the way she announced that retirement, probably because she is a quiet person or has like a shyer demeanor to her, almost seemed like she was like, eh, I don't need this anymore. Like it kind of had that sort of demeanor to her. So then, so then the crowd like boos her. It was good. It's like, oh my God, this is so funny. <laughs> like we want you to want it, you know? Totally. It, it I'm was sure very... she does, but I'm I'm sure that's just like her demeanor. Um, but it just came across that way. And it was like, it was kind of odd. Well, I feel like players too, you know, especially at that level, they have such an intense ego. They don't want to be known for just one thing. So I, I feel like it's it's not uncommon for an athlete to be like, I've won this three times. Why do you want me back here to win again? Too easy. Yeah, but immediately. Hey. Like immediately after? Well, I mean, I, I'm not like a UFC type person, but I feel like I've seen at least 30 clips of a guy winning a fight and then immediately like retiring. You know, you know I, mean? I mean, I think she's, thing, tr- right? I, I think she was just trying to have like a Jordan moment. Yeah. But Jordan didn't announce his retirement immediately after the game. She's you know like, what I mean? It wasn't like, okay, let's <laughs> hand you the trophy. We're all still all standing on the court. Yeah, I'm not playing anymore, but this is really great. Thanks so much. She's like, guess what? Guess what? I hit my last three. I'm divorcing my <laughs> wife and I'm going to play with the Washington Mystics. <laughs> Stop me. You know what I mean? The coach is like, uh, you're on three year contract. Like what's the deal? You can't really just like 
go off like that. <laughs> Could you hey, you know, like it's an entertaining just being like dropping bombs, you know. I'm yeah. just picturing it, just being like her Thanks wife's so like, what? much. I'm re- I'm never doing this contest again. I'm getting a divorce and I'm demanding a trade. Thanks so much. <laughs> like, Vandersloot is like, squeeze me. <laughs> uh, but Vandersloot was really sweet. She like, there's clips awesome. of her like really cheering for her on the sidelines and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really nice. Hey, Freddie, like your your Chicago Sky team had a really good week. Oh my god, they showed out. Uh, I also feel like I'm clearly a brand new WNBA fan because Chicago Sky is already not my team anymore. Oh, already. Well, they weren't having a good season. I know. Yeah, because it's like... Even when you picked them, it was like they're not having a great season. Well, And a lot of the highlights I'm watching is kind of like what I'll do, and I think because, you know, you run out of time, I'll end up watching the game that's the closest. So I feel like I haven't watched a lot of Indiana Fever this year. You know, I haven't watched a lot of Liberty or sorry. I ha- I'm sorry. I watched a ton of Liberty because all the games have been so close. So, you know, a lot of Minnesota games have been super close too. And then, you know, it's fun to watch like uh, Seattle or uh, uh, Las Vegas dominate. Anyways, I'm basically describing every team, but Chicago. So shame on me. <laughs> well, I mean, it's true. Like, you know, I, I haven't seen, I haven't, seen a lot of Chicago this year I haven't seen a lot of the links this year even though they're actually a decent team so I need to show them some love I'm just looking up now that as we're recording this we'll drink well they're on the break now so this will remain the same for a while seven game winning streak for Chicago for, for the links oh for the links yeah nice so I need to watch them more. I mean, my Mercury have not been having a good season so far, but they've also had a lot of injuries. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it kind of is what it is. There is, this is just a bit of an aside, like a WNBA Facebook group that I joined recently. Cause I was like, I want to see what like, you know, the conversations are like around the league, mm-hmm. you know, kind of outside you and I and whatever our bubble is there are really polarizing opinions on Diana Taurasi really out there. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just a few haters on Facebook or if hmm. this is like really like the pulse of the fan base, it's hard to tell like a lot of people cause she's been injured and she hasn't been playing with the mercury, but she's on team USA and people feel like maybe that's a bit selfish stage in her career. I mean, I, I don't think it's selfish. I think, you know, I'm an ambitious person, you know, you take what you can get. Like I would never tell an athlete, no, you need to sacrifice this personal goal just for somebody else to have a goal. It's not my mentality, but I understand why other people feel that way. It was Mm -hmm. just really interesting. I didn't know there were such polarizing uh, opinions of her out there. Yeah. Again, that that's a learning thing for me too because i you know if you ask me like i'm kind of coming in with diana is you know a fairly mutually agreed upon goat yeah um so i think but you know there's other really really but it's like lebron like a lot of people don't like lebron despite the fact that he is Mm -hmm. clearly the best of his generation like it's not close totally and and also like i I mean and this is coming from you know a biased raptors fan who he beat us up year after year when he was with cleveland's like Mm -hmm. 
still lebronto no uh speaking of toronto shout out to demar Derozan, who was at the all-star game oh man i don't know if you don't i don't know if you knew that yeah he was there supporting women i love it he's a basketball junkie so it makes sense Mm -hmm. no i was just gonna say just like the last little kind of quick nba aside is that uh, i feel like reputations really matter in in any league so how you navigate that is important and you know what comes to mind in this situation is vince carter letting Michael Jordan start over him uh, in the all-star game, uh, which was a really big moment where he was kind of forced to not start. Well, at the time he was way better than Michael Jordan, who I don't really even think should have been on the all-star team. But at the same time, it's like, that was a reputational thing where it was a lifetime achievement award. And, you know, we talked about this a little bit on last pod, you know, with Sue Bird and Diana kind of back to the all-star game for a sec with a, with Arike. It's kind of like, you know, I think maybe we're seeing how this story is evolving, right? Maybe that Reddit where there's a split focus or split opinion on Diana is kind of telling us a little bit about who's mad about uh, Arike not making the team. And if you watch that game, I, I think Did it she would she be- not make Team USA or would she play for a different country? So she didn't make Team USA? And I think it was pretty clear that she was better than like at least half the team. Or I mean, it was one game, but she was showing out in such a big way. But I don't I know think... if she plays for Team USA or if she would. Oh, I thought I thought the whole thing was that she was left off of Team USA. I thought that was the big snub. You're thinking of a different player. I am. Oh, my God. Sorry. Well, this is my drop then, I guess. <laughs> You're thinking of... Neke Agumbake. I am. And this okay. is Arike Agumbawale. Bang. Well, thank you very much. Uh, nice correction on my uh, on your part. But uh, <laughs> okay, well then I'm extra confused because I feel like when she won the MVP award, mm-hmm. didn't it seem like outward shade at Team USA when she was interviewed? Well, as we're discussing this, let's look this up because I, well, I want to kind of go back to this comparison you were just making with Vince Carter and Michael Jordan, because you're right. Like he gave up his starting position, but I think that's really different than having an Olympic spot. Mm -hmm. I think being on an Olympic team is so different than being a starter versus a reserve in an all-star game. Right. No, I think, I I think that's pretty fair. Like, you know, it's a little bit of a false equivalency, but that's just kind of me searching for old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What are the faux pas? Like, for instance, is the WNBA brass like... No, Diana's on the team. Take what you can get, Lifetime Achievement Award. Or is a, there a little bit of like that Derek Fisher mentality where it's like, but you're not the best. Back off and let the person who's better than you play. Okay, right. so yes. Arike Agumbawale is from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Oh, okay. So she is American and could have played on that team. So we're right. It was still a bit of a... <laughs> not a full on FU, but that was not the, the controversy that we were discussing last week. Right. Yeah. It wasn't with NECA. Um, yeah. But, 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 yeah. but you could, but you could consider them both snubs at this point. And I think, you know, with an injured Diana Taurasi on the team, you could say, Hey, this isn't fair, but I think this isn't Diana Taurasi's fault. Like, I don't think it should be up to her to say no. It should just be up to whoever chooses Team USA to pick people accordingly. I agree. Well, I think like, you like, know. Like, why should she have to sacrifice her opportunity? Like, give the opportunity to other people then. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's all about, you know, accountability in those situations where for me, it's like the player's not accountable the player is trying to play their best at all times. And I think confidence is such a fragile thing. And in sports, it's so important that you want your athletes kind of like in a mind frame, that's like always confident. So you want them to like, I'm subbing you into the game. Yes, of course you are. Uh, I want you to take the shot. Yes, of course you do. You know, I want you to play on team USA. Yes. I've I'm good enough. You know, I think that's mm-hmm. kind of, that's the rhythms of their life or of their lives. And I, I totally agree. It's up to the coaches. It's up to the medical staff. It's, you know, it's up to the people managing these athletes to say, Hey, you think you're good enough, but we don't. So see you later. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Hopefully, you know, the next Olympics will be in three years, not four. So it's mm-hmm. more possible that they can have another opportunity. here to our next segment we want to give just a little bit of a shout out a little bit of love to candace parker for making the nba 2k cover 
uh, first WNBA athlete to be on the cover. Um, this is big. This is big. And this is really cool. And I mean, it's kind of weird because there's like multiple covers that you can buy. <laughs> it's not like it's her and her alone, but I still think it's really great. And shout out to Candace Parker. And I personally, I'm not a video game person, although I just recently got a Nintendo Switch and I started playing Zelda. Zelda is an amazing video game. It should not be anyone's first video game. I've been losing my mind a little bit. Fair. Uh, I've had to Google a lot. I've had to YouTube a lot. My brother told me that's cheating. And I'm like, it's not cheating. I would lose days, months, possibly years off my life if I didn't Google this stuff. But anyway, I've gotten into video games now for the first time. So maybe I will have to buy NBA 2K for the first time. And check it out. Are you a 2K person? Not only am I a 2K person, but I demand that you buy NBA 2K so you can play me uh, as the <laughs> Phoenix Mercury and I will be the Chicago Sky. Oh my gosh, that's so fun. I don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. I have not linked my Nintendo Switch with anybody else. That's I don't okay. know what I'm doing. As soon as you figure out, I am just going to crush you and run up the score. <laughs> it's going to be wild. You are you not probably gonna... will. I don't know what I'm doing. So. I'm, I'm, I'm not at all good at video games, but a mutual friend of ours, Alan Shane Lewis, is very good at games. And that's uh, right. Very good at video games. And he kind of helped me set up my, well, I got a PlayStation 4, which, you know, there's a newer, better one out, but. You can still play online. I have 2K21, and uh, I've actually played a bunch of WNBA games. Me and my brother Miguel. Is NBA 2K not on Nintendo Switch? I think it is. I actually don't know enough or about is Or do they come out and then they're available for multiple consoles? Because I'm not buying another console. I'll say this. I don't have a lot of answers. And if you're a listener and you're curious, do some Googling because you're not getting any straightforward game answers from me. Oh but... WNBA being a, a part of 2K is, is super important, right? A lot of people, you know, there's a lot of different types of fans in basketball. There's kind of like transaction fans. There's people who like the stuff around the yeah, sport. NBA there's- 2K is available on Nintendo Switch. Nice. So you do get answers listening to us, everyone. <laughs> yeah, you know, every once in a while, you get some gaming <laughs> answers. Was Atari the first console? I don't know. Or do I, you know? Uh, DM me, but don't. Uh, okay, I'm really going all over the place here. We're going all over the place. We what actually I'm, like it when people DM us about the show, by the way. Yes. And what I'm trying to say, meandering aside, <laughs> it's a very big deal that Candace Parker is on the cover. Uh, I'm actually going to read a quote from her. Representation matters. So this is a special moment of progress for the sport and the series, said Candace Parker of her cover honors. To be part of this historic cover is a testament to the growth and rising popularity of the women's game. And I'm proud to be the first female cover athlete to be the face of NBA 2K. And I'll I'll just add, I think they couldn't have chosen a better person. Mm -hmm. She is just like extremely charming. She's known to, you know, a big swath of America or North America at this point. Gotten a lot of TV time, you know, is just, just a perfect ambassador of the sport. So, yeah, like a lot of NBA fans would know her because of her, you know, her coverage of the NBA and stuff like that. Um, 
Yeah, I completely agree. I think she's a great ambassador for the league and for this great quote. You know, I just feel like being a fan of the WNBA is also like being on board politically in every way. And, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't escape us. We don't get to, you don't really get to take a break from it. Not that I want to, but just like, you know, for Candace to be like, you know, representation matters, right? Like this is a moment that's bigger than her where Mm -hmm. like, other athletes like a Duran or somebody like that. It's just like, oh, this is a great honor for me. Yeah. And then for Candace, it's like, no, this is a great honor for the league and for everybody. And so it's just, you know, it's nice. That's all. No, I, I, I totally agree. It's, it's nice. And I think it's cool that, you know, I'm having fun podcasting something that, yeah, isn't just kind of sports noise. Like it has, mm-hmm. it's more relevant than just sports almost Mm -hmm. anything that's attached to the women's league because it's just a constant ceiling smashing. than sports and going beyond the game we gotta talk about our you know favorite this is gonna sound weird favorite 13 year old in the world uh zayla avant-garde spelling b champ basketball player probably a future pro she looks incredible on the court i don't know if you've seen any clips of her i have what an amazing week for this girl it's insane like hold some of the I don't know excitement down because she's so young you know who knows what can happen in someone's life or if she'll yeah want to play basketball or be a professional speller regardless she is incredible and uh, yeah also there's juggling and like balancing and but like the on-court stuff was pretty outrageous like I've seen a lot of basketball documentaries highlights, uh, et cetera. But she really, yeah, again, maybe I'm too new to the sport, but she seems WNBA bound. Like that's how good she seems. But we know when we see good basketball, right? So I don't think, yeah, don't doubt yourself on that. The step backs and the fadeaways and the like speed and control. She had a reverse like layup with her offhand on like the left-hand side. It's just really incredible stuff. Did you watch her on, on Jimmy Kimmel? I didn't. I haven't seen any of her like public. Oh, there's a there's a great clip of her on Jimmy Kimmel, where Guillermo's dressed up like a bee, and they call it bee ball, like bumblebee ball, and she has to dribble a bunch of basketballs and spell words at the same time. She dribbles six balls at once at one point and spells like a very large word, and then Bill Murray joins them via satellite. Because remember how she spelled, and then she asked, like, oh, is that like Murray, like the comedian? So then Bill Murray hops on and challenges her to another one. She does that as well. Bill Murray and her were very uh, fun together. 
very fun, very playful. He's a re- he, he, he came off as cool as Bill Murray does. Like I thought he'd be a little like pretentious, but he was really into it. And uh, it's a really, really fun segment. You don't want to put too much pressure on a young kid, but I have very high hopes for this girl. Also, what an incredible name, Zayla Avant-Garde. Your last name is Avant-Garde? Like, how does that even happen? Like, was your mom's name Avant and then your dad's name was Gard? Like, that is, how does that happen? That's incredible. Yeah, it's like, it's like- And then they were like, well, we have to marry so we can have kids named Avant-Garde. Totally. I I think they just knew that they were going to have a very, very special child. They're like, what is a name fitting of someone who will obviously make the WNBA, be a spelling champion, juggle and riff with Bill Murray, like with ease, you know? So I think they're like, honestly, Zaire Avant-Garde, let's rock. (laughs) Zayla. Oh, Zayla. Thank you, sir. Yeah, that's okay. Drop. Uh, Lots of drops. I, I got a six turnover game going. Uh, that brings us to our badass player of the week. I'm a badass woman. Now, obviously, we just talked about a lot of badass people this week. Really, honestly, just an incredible week in women's basketball overall. Just so many great, great things happening. But, Freddie, who did you pick as your badass player this week? Uh, so my badass player, I hope this isn't too boring because I thought about it and I don't want to get cute with these. Like I want it to be like my, you know, kind of go with my first instinct okay. and uh, I'm going with John Quill Jones. I was trying to think about, you know, the last game before the all-star break and, you know, the Minnesota game was really exciting and I thought fouls was awesome, but yeah, I was just so, so impressed with Jones nearly being good enough to be considered like the MVP of the game. So like, I'm just going to like rattle off her stats, 18 points, 14 rebounds, four assists, three steals, two blocks, and barely, and I mean, barely lost the three point competition mm-hmm. to the best shooter in the league. Mm-hmm. So, I mean like, wow. And also you're six, six when you're six, six and you have to like alter your shooting uh, form, it just impresses impresses me so yeah uh i'm sure there are other worthy people but for me it was uh it was john Cole jones love that i am going all the way cute with this you were Ooh. like oh, i don't want to get too cute with this i am going 110 percent cute all the way cute and my badass player of the week is dierica hamby because she showed up to the all-star game with her daughter in a blazer tutu combo, which was just incredible. A matching gray blazer tutu combo. That's pretty high. That's incredible. That's, yeah, that's just a, that's that's a 10 great 10. stuff right there. You know, it was runner up Liz Campage for eating popcorn on the sidelines. That was really fun. Okay. But Liz Campage is, is just so awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. My wife, Caitlin, also um, kind of brought her Instagram to my attention. So I've been bringing her Instagram to your attention. Oh, fair enough. I, it, I, it, it's, it's gotten my attention. I'll say that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
yeah, her Instagram needs to be on everyone's attention. It's but a must follow. Yeah, she she was kind of she was a runner up for me with the popcorn. That was fun. But really, that that is how you do uh, a WNBA All Star uh, red carpet. That was yeah. just so cool. It was awesome. Freddie, that brings us to our fun question of the week. I don't have any idea what this question is going to be. Okay, you ready for it? I'm ready. I barely know what the question is. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I got I, I, I got a good one for you. Okay. So the Allie Quigley Vandersloot relationship is just so cool uh, and such a profound thing. And I, you know, I thought I thought also you you touched on it uh, with with Candace Parker uh, in terms of like this league. It's like there's just they're breaking progressive ground, like with every dribble. It seems mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and it's almost like you, they can't avoid it and they have to deal with it because a, it's awesome. B it's a, it's a part of the fabric of the league. So I, you know, I want to take that idea and make it just a little bit lighter mm-hmm. in, in terms of like progress is great. It doesn't need to be lighter. However, as we're learning about the league, we're learning that this is a, you know, a big part of it, this, this kind of like progressive thing. And anyways, with their relationship, I was wondering if there's another type of relationship you would like to exist, it doesn't have to be two players dating. It could be like a type of secret relationship. And I have an answer prepared. If you want to kind of take that time to think of your answer. Yeah. You go first. Okay. So mine isn't between two players specifically. Mine is between two coaches since I was doing this like coach lookup thing. Mm -hmm. So, I feel like Mike Tebow is, you know, I'm not trying to be ages here, but I think he's potentially the oldest coach. Okay. So I want one of the other coaches to be his secret child. And (laughs) I want that to come out and it'd be okay. You know what I'm saying? Like I want it to come out and be like, oh my goodness. Did you hear this about the WNBA? One of the coaches' kids is another coach in the league, but everything's cool. What do you mean by a secret child? <laughs> like he doesn't know that's his kid? Oh, or he knows he had a kid. keeping it a secret from the public? Like, well. <laughs> Honestly, secrets all around. Like the type of thing where he had a kid, but, you know, it wasn't right. Had to give it up for adoption, potentially. And then later in life was like, hmm, you know what I mean? Listen, I took you on a trip. This is always going to be a weird part of the pod. As it should be. I Okay, this is fascinating. Well, when you first mentioned it, you know, I thought, well, aside from me being with Nick Nurse, which is what we all want, mm-hmm. that's what the whole world wants. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I did think it would be cool or interesting if there were a couple on the bench as coaches. So if there was a head coach and lead assistant coach that were a couple, like that would be, that that would be interesting. Yeah. That would definitely be a different dynamic for sure. Uh, That would intrigue me a lot. But wouldn't that also be welcome in the NBA or in the WNBA rather? I feel like that the whole point of my question is, you know, I would welcome it in the NBA for the record. Sorry. I would welcome basically (laughs) anything that's in the WNBA in the NBA uh, because it would make it infinitely better. But I just mean, it seems like there's 
nothing that's not welcome in the WNBA. Like maybe bigotry. Of course, things like yeah. that aren't welcome, obviously. Yeah. But yeah. Well, sorry, I've I've lost your point, Freddie. Oh, I was just saying that uh, you know, your 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 scenario, my scenario, which is a bit sillier, uh, <laughs> I feel like could exist in the WNBA. Like there could be a oh, head for coach sure. that is in a relationship with an assistant coach, but they handle it well and it's like totally cool. Yeah, I want this to be a healthy, functional uh, relationship. Yeah, no, I, you're not focusing on like- But I want there to be control. lots of sexual tension on the bench. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, that's what I want. That's what I want. I want there to be tension. You like, everything's got to be consensual and cool, but it's also got to be spicy. Yeah, not yeah. too, yeah, just spicy enough. Not, nothing too crazy. Yeah. You want Bridgerton on the bench. Basically, yes. I mean, I'm really not a Jane Austen person, but essentially that. I kind of hate all Jane Austen stories. I barely know Bridgerton, but I know that it was a part of the zeitgeist. So that's where I'm coming from. Yeah, no, love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, keeping it relevant. Keeping it right. Cool. Freddie, that's been our episode this week. Had a blast once again. Next episode, we'll get into everything that's happening with the Olympics. Hopefully things happen okay. There's been mm -hmm. some COVID scares. Right. You know, hopefully, you know, they can all make it work and best of luck to everyone there and team Canada. I'm really looking forward to watching. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode. Shout out to our producer, Jason, who always puts this together. Thanks to the Sonar Network. Freddie, where can they find you on the internets? They can find me uh, on Twitter at Freddie Rivas on Instagram at Freddie Noel Rivas, uh, or you can follow my uh, other basketball podcast raptor slash nba podcast it's uh at dunkspodcast.com uh or at dunks podcast on twitter and you can follow me on twitter or instagram at it's me underscore Catherine spelt c-a-t-h-r-y-n uh thanks again and we'll catch you next time Woo. Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man. Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.